Good morning, and I just would like to start off this morning and want to welcome the uh, the newest uh, member, staff members to the Croc Salvation Army. We're right there in the top. Thank you for staying on. Welcome to the Croc family, and welcome for joining us this morning. God is good. Oh, come on. You guys got to back. God is good. And all the time. Indeed, indeed. It is good to greet you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ this morning. What a wonderful day to be in the house of the Lord. Well, it was 25 years ago today. 25 years ago today at, a, at 22nd Avenue in Kaimuki. That's the other side of the island. Myself and six other college students were boarding up all the windows with tape. And anything we could do to make sure and to prepare for Hurricane Iniki. We made sure that we were ready for what was about to come to us here in Oahu, the island of Oahu. Well, Hurricane Iniki, really, as we learned to the news, the, the TV, the radio, as we heard that Iniki actually swerved off away from Oahu and made its way to the island of Kauai, the island of Kauai, lucky for Oahu, but for Kauai, it was really bad, really bad. And for me, Kauai was a special place because my parents were stationed on the island of Kauai as a Salvation Army officer, and along with Major Phil, who was stationed in the same island in the town of Koloa and Hanapepe. 25 years ago, and if you visit Kauai today, it's still as beautiful because that's the kind of God we serve who makes things new, isn't it? And I tell you, if you were here 25 years ago, tomorrow, it's September 11, 1992, we could certainly say if you were here, I survived Hurricane Iniki. And that is due to the grace and goodness of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, church... What a busy hurricane season, hasn't it? What a busy week it has been with these hurricanes. Hurricane Harvey hit Houston a couple weeks ago. And as we speak right now, the state of Florida is experiencing Hurricane Irma. And then, and, and we think about Hurricane Irma, and you hear about it, and the National Hurricane Center calls it and calls it the extreme, an extremely dangerous storm. And I also heard it, it is a monster storm. And right behind, behind uh, following Hurricane Irma is Hurricane Jose. You know, for our church this morning, heavy hearts are for some of us because we have families. Some of you have families, friends, loved ones who live in the area of Florida, the state of Florida. So our hearts goes out to you. And with these storm church, I want us to be reminded this morning, be reminded that, that how storms comes into our lives and how they can overcome us. Storms can overcome us. So our prayers go out to the families in Texas, in Florida, and all of the islands, the Caribbean islands. You see, storms aren't fun. They're not fun at all. Because I know what the devastation it can cause. Like it was in Iniki. It brought to the island of Kauai. And all what Harvey did for Texas and now what Irma is doing 
and will do. Yet, church, we learn lessons from storms that we never would learn if we were always calm. Think about that. It teaches how to live in the here and now, especially when life gets stormy. And there's a scripture in the New Testament, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 8, starting with verse 22. And I'd like you to open your Bibles and turn to that Gospel, Gospel of Luke, chapter 8. And this is what it says. One day Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. And so they got into a boat and started out. And as they sailed across, Jesus settled down for a nap. But soon a fierce storm came down on the lake, and the boat was filling with water, and they were in real danger. The disciples went and woke him up, shouting, Master, Master, we're going to drown. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and the raging waves. Suddenly, the storm stopped. All was calm. Then he asked them, Where is your faith? The disciples were terrified and amazed. Who is this man? They asked each other. When he gives a command, even the wind and the waves obey him. Amen to the word of God this morning. We have here disciples. We have the disciples of Jesus in this story. Although the disciples were veteran fishermen who knew this lake, they probably didn't anticipate the storm. You see, the Sea of Galilee is about 13 miles long and 7 miles wide. It sits in an incline that is almost 700 feet below sea level and surrounded by mountains that rises about 2,000 feet above sea level. And so when the winds funneled down from the hills, it can create this sudden violent storms. It was one of those unexpected storms that hit that evening. Unexpected to the disciples, but not to the Lord Jesus. But not to the Lord Jesus. It must have been quite a storm because even the seasoned veteran fishermen feared for their lives. So here we have, we find Jesus and his disciples in a storm. And so this morning, church, to make this story come alive for us this morning, we need to put ourselves, we need to put ourselves into the boat. Put ourselves into the boat with Jesus and his disciples. Because you see, the Sea of Galilee is the sea of life. The storm that evening are adversities of some kind. Storms of life and the boat is where our helplessness to overcome this, the adversity and all of the struggles and pain that we go through. And certainly the Lord in the boat who still speaks to the storms, and to each and every one of us this morning. So together, let's journey on this boat 
with the disciples and Jesus and learn from what the disciples learned that night. They learned the lessons from the storm, from the boat, and from the Lord. So let's begin. Lesson from the storm. Will you please turn to someone and say, the storm. Oh, come on. You can do better than that. It's only two words. The storm. Awesome. The storm. Lesson from the storm. Now, we may never go through a little storm on the Sea of Galilee, but we do go through what we call storms of life, don't we? No one, no one willingly seeks a storm. Okay? No one. The people in Texas and Florida were not seeking for Harvey and Irma. No one unless they're insane. They're insane. I think the storm trackers and chasers, whoever they call themselves, if you are, I'm sorry, but they're insane. They're insane. You see, no one does that and seeks for the storm in life. See, storms, when they come, they come quietly, they come quite suddenly, don't they? Without any warning signal, and they are not planned. But they are part of life. Storms are part of life, and we all go through them. We all do. No one is exempt. Can you imagine that night, what it was like for the disciples? Verse 23 says, A fierce storm came down on the lake. The boat was filling with water, and they were in real danger. This was a serious storm. It was, and they had a crisis on their hand, and they were in a life-threatening situation. The storm appeared out of nowhere and threatened to sink their boat. Now, I want us to understand, church, that there's a whole number of storms that we can face in life. We can face in life, and there's all kinds of storm. You can have a financial storm. Bills are piling up, and... You just lost a job. Things look black and cloudy, and the rain pouring down hard on you, and it feels like the boat is sinking. You can have a storm in your marriage, an unfaithful spouse, a breakdown in communication, a loss of trust. The winds are beating, and you're feeling every distress. You can have a storm in your health. The doctor just told you about a diagnosis that you did not want to hear. You're sinking very quickly. And you can have a dramatic storm arise and suddenly overnight, out of nowhere. Many of us know what I'm talking about. Many of us know. Because you see, when you face a storm, usually what happens is it affects our thought life. It affects our emotions. It affects our decisions. You feel like a lot, your life is a bit out of control. Because you see, you're in the middle of a storm. How many of us understand what that's like? You see, all of us can. At times, we feel like we're like a canoe that is being tossed back and forth around in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. It feels like that at times. You see, church, as a follower of Christ, as a believer, we are not exempt from the storms of life. 
You see, Jesus told John in the Gospel of John, he says to his people, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. And he says, here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Amen. See, in fact, this storm did not hit the disciples because they have been disobedient, but rather because they had been obedient to Jesus Christ. Jesus said to them, let's cross to the other side of the lake. The men, the disciples who had committed their lives to serve God, obeyed him. And and Jesus led them straight into the storm. Imagine that. In the same way, obediently serving Christ may may put us in a place smack dab in the middle of a storm. And many of us, we want to avoid it. Many of us may want to stay out on the shore. So my question is, are you being obedient to Christ this morning? You see, we can fake it in the calm waters. We can impress others with how together we seem to be. And the disciples could cope with the normal storms quite well. Because you see, they have been in many storms in that same lake many times. But they were, you see, they were experts of handling their boat. Handling their boat in rough waters. They probably thought to themselves, no problem, I got this. I got this handled. How many of us say that to ourselves? No worry, I got this. Mm-mm, I can do it. But in this storm, it brought them to the end of themselves that showed them how they were trusting in themselves, not in God. Often a crisis, a storm, a problem, a situation shows us a side of ourselves that we're blind to. You see, the Lord uses these situations to reveal new areas where we need to learn to trust God. We all must come to know our weakness so that we will rely on the Lord's strength. Storms often show us things that we don't see in calmer times. Even if everything is going great right now in your life, I want you to remember to have faith in Jesus because the storms will come. The storms will come, and it only takes a split second for everything to change from everything to be flipped upside down. What storms are you going through in your life right now? Is it a storm of addiction, trying to break free from bondage that you have for years? Is it a storm of sickness, praying for healing and believing God to heal you? Is it a storm of financial pressures, trying to get yourself out of debt? Is it a storm of relationship, trying to to mend it, to restore those broken ones? Is it a storm of doubt? hopelessness? Is it a storm of stress at work? Is it a storm of 
of just trying to make it through school on one class after another class. Storms. You see, while storm can last forever, the question is, there is no storm anyway that can last forever. But the question is, will the storm last longer than me? Or can the storm last me forever? Will you allow the storm to take you over? Will you allow yourself to take over the storm? See, that's the storm. Church, as we continue in living out this story, storm was part of the story. But disciples, that's not it. There was more to the story. It's about the next lesson we learn about the boat. You see, they were experiencing this storm in the boat. So I want you to tell someone the boat. Better than the storm. There's so much something good about the boat, not just the storm, the boat. All right. Let's do the next one a little bit later. Verse 22. One day Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they got into the boat and started out. Church, like the disciples, Jesus takes you and me on a journey and puts us in a boat. Think about your boat this morning. What is that boat like? Is it a yacht? Is it a a cruise ship? Is it a simple canoe? Whatever it is, but God has put you in a boat. And we find the disciples in verse 23, the boat was filling with water, and they were in real danger. And when the Bible says the boat was filled with water, it means that they were losing control. They were losing control of the boat, and the water was controlling the boat. Rather than the boat controlling the boat, the storm was controlling the boat. Got the picture? Uh Uh-huh. Some of you may take a while. But how many of us know what it's like when the storms of life and the struggles and the trials seem to overtake us and control our lives? And that we feel like we're drowning, going down and sinking deep. The boat the disciples had was not designed to be out in the storm. It was designed for calm days. But during the storm in our lives, the boat represents helplessness. Helplessness. The disciples in that boat that evening were doing everything, everything they can think of and yet, accomplishing nothing. They were working hard, harder more than they've ever worked in their whole, whole life. They were bailing out waters like crazy. But they have never done more, yet have never accomplished less. They are doing everything, but yet nothing, doing nothing. That's what storms does to us. Frantically searching and clawing and crying out, and yet nothing is happening. The disciples, I can imagine, were very strong men physically strong men. But the problem is this, church, their strength was trapped inside the boat. And that the boat was trapped inside the storm. They probably were saying, we could have just stayed on land. It would have been better. Why did we do this? How many of times we say things like, in our middle of our storm, if I could just be somewhere right now, I don't want to be where I am. 
But the problem is this, church, that when we are in our boat, when we are in our storm, we are actually crying out for help. But many times, no one is helping us. They can't hear us. Because you see, when we are in the middle of the lake, we feel so alone. We feel so lonely. Because you see, storms are such lonely places. Marriage with storms are terribly lonely place. Physical illness and tragedy or death is a terribly lonely place to be. Even when people are reaching out to us, we know what it's like within us, that experience of loneliness, which only we know, don't we? The disciples thought it was over. It was over, but no, they did the right thing. They went to Jesus, and, and, and while they were there literally going down, Jesus rose up. Isn't that amazing? When they were going down, Jesus rose. And church, when we are in a boat of life, and in our day-to-day journey in following Jesus, we need to make sure that Jesus is in the boat. That Jesus is in our lives and in our boat. So is Jesus on board with you this morning? Do you know who he is? Because you see, the disciples went and woke him up shouting, Master, Master, we're going to drown. They thought they were going to die. But wait a minute. I want us to think about this. Wait a minute. Who was on board with them? Yeah, God promised Messiah. But the panic, but in their panic, the disciples did not know who they were accompanied by. And of course, the boat couldn't go down. There's no way that boat is going to go down because the Lord was in the boat. And he's always been there for them. You see, Jesus was with them, God in the flesh. God with us, Emmanuel, and he's always there. And sometimes, even though we don't feel like he's not there, he is always there. But often he waits until we are at our wit's end so that we sense how great our need is for Jesus. But even before the disciples called on him, church Jesus was there with them through the storm, through it all. And Jesus promises us in his word and claim this promise, church, in Deuteronomy, to be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. Talk about the enemies. For the Lord, your God, goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. God's promise to Moses and to the Israelites and to us today that he will always be with us. And I like the scriptures in, in the New Testament, in Romans 8, 38, 39. And you'll see it on the screen. And look at this scripture, amazing scripture. Read it. It says, more says nothing, nothing, nothing. Again, nothing can separate us, you and me, from the love of Christ Jesus. Storms, isolate And in a storm, we must learn, as the disciples did, that there's only one whom we can turn to and speak to and one who hears us while we are in the boat through all our storms. The storm, lessons from the storm, lesson from the boat. And lastly, this morning, it's a lesson 
from the Lord. Blessed the Lord. Can you say the Lord? The Lord. All right. When we are faced with our own storms of life, we need to always remember that the Lord Jesus Christ is in the boat with us. What happened to the disciples that evening? That evening was a miracle. A miracle that shows us that Jesus is Lord over all. Jesus is Lord over all. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and the raging waves. And suddenly the storm stopped and all was calm. And I like what it says on the bottom of that verse. It says, after it all happened, it says, they asked each other, who is this man? When he gives a command, even the wind and the waves obey him. Jesus, the Lord of all. The winds and the water obey Jesus without any questions. But for us, church, we have a choice. And sadly, we often fail to obey and trust Jesus. We do. But see, God is greater than our storm. Can I hear an amen? Amen. You see, Isaiah tells us that, Do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. So when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. And when you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burnt up. The flames will not consume you, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Church, we must trust Jesus the Lord in the storms of life. And Jesus questioned the disciples, where is your faith? If there is ever a time when it seems as if panic would be okay, it's when you're in a major storm and your boat is sinking. But yet Jesus, listen to what he did, he rebuked the storm, but not only that, He rebuked the disciples of their lack of faith. The fact is, storms often expose the condition, the status of our trust in the Lord. What if Jesus asked you this morning, where is your faith? Some people's faith is is only in the pleasures of of this life can offer, but they're so short-lived. Many only have faith in their finances and in all the things money can buy, but they don't satisfy. What the disciples needed most in their situation was to trust in the living God. So sad to say, church, but trusting God has fallen on hard times. See, we often think that we're trusting in the Lord until a storm hits us. It reveals to us how we are not really trusting him. Because you see, storms should drive us to, to trust in the Lord of the storm. So you see, nothing is too difficult for the living God. Not a breath of wind, not a drop of water can resist the sovereignty of our Jesus Christ. The disciples saw the majestic power when he commanded the winds and the wave, and they obeyed him. But the disciples were still in awe. Did you ever thought of that? Why were they in awe? Didn't they know they were with Jesus? 
But sometimes because all the storms that we go through, we don't, we don't know that Jesus is with us. But this morning, I am letting us know that Jesus is with us through the tough times in our lives. You see, the bigger the problem, the more our almighty Lord will be glorified if we trust him. The better we know him, the better we can trust him in our trials. So, if you actively trust the Lord in your current trial, your faith will be strengthened to trust him in the next storm of your life. We all know what the storm leaves behind, don't we? I know what it did to Kauai for Hurricane Iniki, and what mess it creates, and what Hurricane Harvey has left on, on Texas, and what Irma will leave in Florida, and all of the states on that area. But church, we need to trust in the Lord Jesus no matter what. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path straight. Trust him daily. Then whether he instantly calms the storm or whether he may allow the boat to sink, but just know that he will give you the peace, the peace that passes all understanding, but also peace that produces joy. Remember joy? The joy in our life of being with the Lord Jesus through the storms of life. I'm going to conclude our, our sermon this morning, and I'm going to ask the worship team to come up soon, is that I want to conclude by saying a little bit of a story of my boat journey. You see, I, fo- I, I decided to follow the Lord, to serve him as a Salvation Army officer, and being obedient to the call, I did that many years ago. But in the, many, in the journey of my boat, maybe this size of a boat for me, But in the journey of my boat, it was the year 2012. I've had many storms, right, in my life. But one storm that really made a difference in my life, and many of you know this storm, a storm that had to do with my brother, my brother Neil, who also serves as a Salvation Army officer. And you'll see a picture of him up there with me. And in 2012, he was diagnosed with a stage 4 cancer a cancer that would only leave him two years of his life. And I tell you, being in that boat, I felt like I was, for me, I know for him, he was dealing with his own storm. But for me, I was dealing with all of the water coming in. The, the question, why, Lord, I have been faithful. We have been faithful to you. We have been obedient. But why is this? But God, I had many quiet moments. And I probably was crying out loud, and Jesus was there sleeping in my boat. But you know what? In those quiet moments, in all the storms around me, he still gave me a sense of peace and woke me up. You thought he was sleeping? He woke me up and said, where is your faith, Debbie? Where is your faith? I have you. You've been obedient, so let me take care of this storm with your brother. It was not easy, but I needed to trust in the Lord. And it was that moment that I said, Lord, no matter what, I know this is not an easy thing, but I'm going to try to trust in you and give you my brother, give you my life because I have not been faithful to you. Yeah, I've been serving you, but Lord, this really struck me. That storm almost brought me down. But God said, I will take care of you. Just trust me. And guess what? About four years later, just to let you know, he is clear of cancer. And it's not because it's just being faithful and trusting God. And church, to be honest with you, I praise him for what he's done. But if cancer was not treated, 
I would still trust him no matter what. And other things that have come my way has really helped me from one storm to the next. And Hebrews 6, 19 tells me that I do have a hope, a hope that is anchored, anchored for my soul that is firm and secure, and that is trusting in Jesus and trusting him in my boat. So I don't know this morning what you're dealing with your boat as you're paddling, as you're cruising with your boat. I don't know what you're dealing with. But I know for the fact is this, that God, whatever you're going through, God is going to draw you closer to him. Whatever it is that you're going through. And the disciples got to the other side. At the end of the story is they got to the other side of the lake. God was not through with them yet. He had something else far beyond the storm. And he is the same for us this morning, that God... No matter how beat the storm will beat you, but God has a plan for you. Jeremiah 29 says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. You see, there's a ride in Disneyland. I'm going to close with this. A ride in Disneyland, and it's one of my favorite rides. It is, it's not the Matterhorn, it's not the other one. It is Pirates of the Caribbean. Because it's slow. It is, it is one of those rides I think Disneyland is, is, is not going to let people get off this boat. Because you see, this boat is on a track. It may not feel like it's on a track, but it's on a track. And church, it's not, when you think about it, it's not free-floating. It is always going to be on a track, and it is the same with our lives. Your boat that God has placed you is on a track for God. And he, has, he will take you wherever he wants you. And we just need to be obedient. We need to trust him in spite of the little things that come into our boat. The Pirates of the Caribbean, they'll have a little bit of guns shooting and all these sounds and water. But you know what? It shouldn't scare us because we're in a safe boat. Because Jesus needs to be in our boat to be safe, isn't it? And so this morning, the worship team is going to come and sing a song And that is, shout to the Lord. We serve a great God who will not leave us. And certainly right now with this hurricanes that is pounding on Florida, we need to keep them in our prayers. So as they sing this song, and I I will end with a prayer together, praying for the families and loved ones, all that is happening in Texas and all around us with the fires that's going on. But today, right now, in this moment, look at your lives. What storms are you going through? Listen to the song. Respond and bring your storms to the altar. And there'll be those that will not pray for you, and they'll ask you, can I pray for you? And they will. So listen and respond to what God is saying to you this morning. Father God, Jesus, the Lord of all, we come to you this morning, Lord, with hearts that are heavy, and we lift you up to you right now, Lord, families and lives, people whom you love that are going through right now the storms of Harvey, the storms of Irma. Father, the people who live in Texas and in Florida and along the coast, we lift them up to you right now, Father. We certainly have no control over what's happening there, but Father, you do have control of it. 
And Father, we pray for the families and loved ones that are so near to many of us in this congregation. We pray for their sense of peace. We pray for safety in the, the messiness of things, in the winds and the winds, the rains and the flood. We give them all to you this morning, Lord Jesus, because you are a God who will bring that comfort and peace in all of the turmoil, the chaos of things. And Father, we might not understand why is this going on, but Father, one thing we do know and understand that you are a God, a God who loves us and will never leave us, who will teach us to know that you are more conquer and will overcome all of these things that are going on in the world, the fires in the West Coast. Father, only you can help us through all of this, how much we need you more than ever in our lives. So Father, be with all of those that are, that are experiencing many storms in their lives physically, Lord. We pray for the team that will be going out this week to help out in Texas. They're representing us here at the Croc Center. And Father, we come to you this morning as well as we in our own lives have our own storms that we're dealing with. And I know that in this room, there are many storms. And so we lift them up to you and allow you to bring healing, peace, joy, and love, forgiveness, whatever it may be. Lord, we give that to you this morning. We love you. We thank you for the reminder, the lessons from the storms, the lesson from the boat, and the lesson of knowing that you are the Lord, the Lord above all. So thank you, Jesus, for who you are. In Jesus' name I pray. And everyone say, God's people say, amen, amen. amen.